Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I, I found out, see, way back there, that my ministry... Now, now we get everybody here, don't misunderstand me. They come in faith, and we lay hands on them in faith, and with anointing, the anointing breaks the yoke. But you see, there's an area of anointing to minister. Let's find our place. That's the point I want to, want to point out to you. Let God use us. If He doesn't use us this way, go ahead and teach the Word. The Word's anointed. The Word will heal you. I got healed just believing the Word of God. Nobody prayed for me. We need all of it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan and his series on the plans, purposes, and pursuits. Notice that 21st chapter. This is the beginning of Philip's ministry. And in this 21st chapter, Luke, the writer of the Acts, said concerning he and Paul, he was with Paul's company, the eighth verse of the 21st chapter. And the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist. God moved him into an office. The office has an anointing upon it that the layman doesn't have. Now, layman should be encouraged. I, I, I thought a lot of time because through the years I've spoken for full gospel businessmen, and I've said this to them, so I'll say it to you. They came to the place and said, we don't need the preachers. We'll just do it yourself. No, you can't do it yourself. It'd be impossible for you to do it yourself. We'll just have businessmen testify. That's what these folks did, preach the word. But you've got to have the ministry gifts if you're going to have the greater anointing. Now, Philip is the only example of an evangelist that we have given in the New Testament. We don't have another, another model given to us. So it ought to be easy to follow this one, shouldn't it? You see... The word evangelist is only found in the New Testament, you see, about three times. God has set in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, doesn't mention evangelists. But I want you to hold that and come back to it. Yet over here in Acts, it said Philip the evangelist. Then in Ephesians, he gave gifts to men. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists. Then Paul told Timothy to do the work of evangelists. Just those three times the word evangelist is mentioned. So then the only pattern that we have to go by for an evangelist is, notice, he went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits came out crying to loud voice. Many that were uh, possessed them, many were taken with palms and were lame, were healed. Notice the two words, miracles, healed. All right, I told you to hold your place. Go back to 1 Corinthians 12, 28. God has set some in the church. First apostles, second daily prophets, third the teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings. Though the word evangelist isn't mentioned, can you see it? Now you see, we've got what we call evangelists who are no more than exhorters. And over the 12th chapter of Romans, it talks about it. They exhort people to get saved but got no miracles and no healing. They're not New Testament evangelists. Thank God for them. Don't misunderstand me. No, they're in the ministry of helps. We got folks that go around singing, give a little testimony, give an altar call, thank God to get people saved, but they're not evangelists. They're in the ministry of helps. Helps is mentioned there. You see, afterwards, God has set some in the church. First apostles, second day the prophets, third the teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps. Amen. Thank God for that ministry. Don't misunderstand me. But see, we misname things, and God bless as far as he can, but he can't bless any further because we're not in his plan. No, if you're not having... Now, now let me know. I want you to see something here, too, concerning the evangelist. 
Evangelists ought to be equipped with miracles and healings. Of course, that doesn't mean they're confined to his ministry, but notice now that they gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Miracles which he did. See, there's a difference of people receiving healing and someone working miracles or ministering healing to them. And now notice, what were these miracles which he did? Unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many, all of them. Everybody got delivered? No. Did you ever stop to think about it? The only person that on occasion that everybody got healed or delivered was Jesus. I said the only person, the only minister, our ministry, that everybody on occasion, not every time did everybody get delivered under his ministry. You remember his own ministry in his own hometown? Mark 6, 5 said, and he could do no mighty work there, save he laid his hands on a few sick folk. Didn't get all of them healed. Other times, everybody got healed, whole crowd, whole month too. You know, that never happened to anybody else. The closest thing to it, in, and, and I didn't realize that either until the Lord told me, the closest thing to it is in the Acts of the Apostles, the fifth chapter, where as many as the shadow of Peter fell upon, and that, that only happened one time. Don't you know if it happened again, the Bible would have told us about it? As many as his shadow fell upon were healed, every one of them. But now notice, you see, why is it then that notice that the healings that took place under the ministry of Philip were confined to two areas? See, the Bible said Jesus is the only one that the Bible says that he healed all manner of disease, not all diseased people, all manner of diseases and all manner of sicknesses. Sickness and diseases, not all people that were sick were healed. Not all people. Did you ever stop to think about that man at the gate called Beautiful? Jesus passed right by him just a few days, we might say, before Peter and John entered in. See, he didn't heal all. Did you ever stop to think about it? The fifth chapter of John's Gospel. At the pool of Bethesda, there's five porches full of sick, halt, main, blind. Jesus walks up there to a fellow that had been, had his bed, you know, been afflicted 38 years and said, wilt thou be made whole? The one man was healed. He walked off and left five porches full of them. Remember that? He's the only one, though, that healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, why? Because, you see, he had the spirit without measure. John 3, 34 said he had the spirit without measure. The spirit without measure. I only have the spirit by measure. Philip only had the spirit by measure. Notice that the healings were confined, his healings were confined to these two areas. Those with palsy and those that were lean. Because that's the miracles that they saw and heard. They heard those loud evil spirits with loud voices that came out of them. Many that were taken with palsies, many that were lean. You see, it was in that area for the simple reason that uh, uh, palsy is creeping paralysis and they were bedfast and then other folks were lean or crippled. And folks, you know, with palsy are have creeping paralysis. They're, they're crippled with paralysis. You see, these healings is in that area. I remember in the days of the voice of healing, we'd have a healing convention. And so we'd compare notes with preachers. And I remember one, one, one was saying, you know, uh, everybody I lay hands on this deaf or have a, have a hearing defect. Practically all of them are healed, not all of them. But I never laid hands on a blind person yet, them being healed. Another one of the evangelists spoke up and said, you know, I never got a deaf and dumb person. Now I had people with hearing impairments, but a deaf and dumb person never got one healed. But nearly every blind person, or if they have any hearing impairment, they always get healed. I remember F.F. Bosworth said, Last time I saw him, he's 77 years old. Look at him, you think he's probably 55. He wrote Christ the Healer, you know, you've, you've read after many of them. 
F.F. Bosworth said, because I heard him say it. So I'm standing right on the platform and said, I can't tell you why. And he said, uh, he asked for people, you got a hearing defect, you're deaf, dumb, deaf and dumb. You can't hear out of one or the other ear. If you've been operated on, had your ear drum removed, come forward. He said, I, I never fail on one of these. That's where his gift was. That's where his anointing was. And then he ministered to 19 people and every single one of them did like that. It's healed. I can't tell you, he said, why it works that way. Well, you see, his healing, Philip's healing was confined to one area. Now, why? Because, see, not one of us has the spirit without measure. Now, then we went on talking there, and I come to find out that I was getting more people healed with cancer than all the rest of the Voice of Healing Ministers put together. There's about 120 of us, particularly where they had a tumor, cancer's tumor of growth. I had more success in that area. Did you get them all healed? No, no more than Philip did here. It said many, many, all of them that were taken with palsies had creeping problems. No, many of them weren't. All of them that were lame were healed under Philip. No, no, they weren't all. But many of them were. Did you get them all of them healed? No, even yet in healing school. And we've had more people healed of cancer than any other one thing. You get all of them healed? No, no. I, I found out, see, way back there that my ministry... Now, now, we get everybody healed. Don't misunderstand me. They come in faith and we lay hands on them in faith and with anointing. The anointing breaks the yoke. But you see, there's an area of anointing to minister. Let's find our place. That's the point I want to, want to point out to you. Let God use us. If he doesn't use us this way, go ahead and teach the word. The word's anointed. The word will heal you. I got healed just believing the word of God. Nobody prayed for me. We need all of it. I remember Howard Carter. Howard Carter was an Assemblies of God minister from Great Britain. He was general chairman for 19 years of the Assemblies of God in Great Britain, built the first Pentecostal Bible school in the world and still in existence today. He's gone home to be with the Lord now. But I was holding a meeting down in South Texas and the pastor said to me, because see, we ran several weeks so we'd take Saturday off as an off day. He said, Brother Hagin, Brother Carter is over here in the city. He's just there one week. They had service every night. And Saturday night, it's a special night, and my wife and I are going, would you like to go? I was traveling then by myself. My wife's at home with the children. I said, sure. Uh, I, I've heard Brother Carter one time speak. Always, if I could find anything that he wrote, I had to read it first. I heard him one time speak. I said, I, I'd like to meet him. And so we went. Well, after the meeting was over, well, we, uh, we uh, met the pastor and I. This pastor where he's preaching was Brother Carter. Now, Brother Carter had married by this time. He didn't marry until he was 67 years old. And uh, I heard uh, Brother Goodwin asked him one time, said, uh, Brother, Brother Carter, you know, well, how? He'd been married about two years. Said, how is married? Life? Oh, said, if I'd known it this good, I'd married a long time ago. <laughs> See, it takes some folks a long time to find out. Some of us were smarter than that. <laughs> well, nonetheless, uh, we, the, the pastor of the church where we went to visit, the pastor I'm holding a revival meeting for, Brother Carter and myself, the four of us, after the service is over, we're standing talking. Met him, shook hands with him, you see, and so on and so forth. And a lady came up and said, Brother Carter, because see, he had preached that night, would you pray for my child? Little child, oh, I'd say almost three because I think, well, maybe she was three because one to three put him in the nursery. She said, I, I really don't know what's wrong with the child. I just can't say, you know, because I haven't been to the doctor. But she's just been, you know, as they say down in Texas, under the weather, not feeling well, you know, not up to par, sickly in the last two or three days. Would you lay hands on and pray? Well, of course, Brother Carter doesn't know anything, you know, he, he just met me that night. He doesn't know anything about the pastor I'm holding a meeting for. He just simply said this, and I, I picked up on it. He said, why don't you go get Sister Carter, the woman he had married, to pray for the child? He said, you see, that's not my ministry. He said, my ministry is laying hands on people getting filled with the Holy Ghost. 
He said, practically everybody I lay hands on is filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, I saw him that night. Nineteen people came to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He took them into a side room, instructed them for two or three minutes, laid hands on them. Everyone did like that, started talking to them. Men he had touched them and started talking, all nineteen of them. He said, that's my, that's my anointing. But said that nearly everybody she lays hands on gets healed. See, our problem is we try to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. I'm talking about we preachers. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources. Visit us at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package includes two special resources. First, the book Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. This 160-page book will bless your life. The next item in this offer is the single CD by Ken Hagan, You're Not of This World. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. If you live in Oklahoma City, that oh, we yeah. have Rama Bible Church, Oklahoma City, that is 8921 Northwest Expressway. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and if you are in the Tulsa Broken Era area, yeah, yes, Rainbow Bible Church, ten twenty-five West Kenosha, in Broken here Era, in Broken Era, yeah, yes. ten o'clock and six p.m. and at seven p.m. on Wednesday, and all of these services yes. are streamed live. That's right. So wherever you are in the world. If you go to rhema.tv on your computer, you can pick up these services. They're being streamed live. That's right. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.